Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a little walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week, I'm stomping with triple threat singer from The Wanted, Jay McGuinness. Although Jay is best known for being a band member of The Wanted, he's also won Strictly in 2015. He's featured in multiple theatre shows and is now turning his hand to writing. He's an author. Bloodflowers, Jay's debut novel, follows a dystopian storyline that touches upon poverty, inequality and addiction and will be released in February 2024. How scary is it that we're saying 2024? Jay and I spoke for about five minutes or so before we started formally in the conversation. And so, because I think it was a really natural start uh, to that convo, we're just going to pick up from there, really. Just to say, uh, again, a huge thank you to everyone that supports us on Behind the Stompcast. If you want to be part of the Stomp Club, head over on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. You can try a free trial. You have Dr. Alex's Diaries. We've dropped some merch, which you can enjoy as well with Stompware. It's part of the family here. So enjoy the Stompcast episode. Jay was absolutely fantastic, and I learned so much from him. Enjoy the Stompcast wherever you're wandering today. Have a good day. Uh, so Jay, I think I was thinking, like, um, so we do it generally, like, the, across the three parts, but um, generally just flow what we chat about. And like I was saying, it's not a journalistic podcast, so like anything you're like, oh, I don't want that, or whatever, or don't answer, we just cut it out and change, or we do things again. It's like, it's oh, very yeah. chill. It's like, we're not um, a clickbait podcast. Kind oh, of no, I listen to a lot. I think yeah. I've... I, they were saying that. I appreciate that. Thank you for I think, for um, like, six, six different people. And, oh, you know, wow, through. Thank you so, so I'm pretty much. familiar. Oh, thank you for listening. Yeah, really oh, it's great. That. It's great. It's like... Oh, uh, thank you. It's the perf- for me, it's the perfect, like, put on a podcast and do something podcast. Wow. You know? Wow, I really appreciate that. Gonna- <laughs> Can you say that on the podcast? I, I bet my cool rating is yeah. really high. Like- <laughs> Jay, you know what's a weird feeling? It. That I've heard your voice so much, like, as I'm fucking yeah. cleaning yeah. my house yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm, oh, that's I'm here. So, that's so, oh, gosh, that's amazing. Feeling. Oh, God, that's, that's a really, um, that's crazy for me as I'm listening to your music and all that kind of stuff. That's That's a... It's a weird moment, but uh, I really appreciate that. In fact, are you recording so you can keep that, can't you? <laughs> no, don't, don't know. It's Do you want to hear um, one of my favourite moments? Go on then, yeah. When you were walking with the three dads. Oh, wow. And that guy uh, had also yeah. had, like, a bereavement. Paul. Paul walked over to us, yeah. He's, he's uh, kind of um, in, his, uh, in his 30s. That's and, it. Uh, yeah, like, had the bereavement literally the, the night before. That was... Um, that yeah, was... As, a, as, a, as a way of, like, visualising what's happening physically during the podcast. Having yeah. someone that's clearly walked by and yeah. overheard you and then join in, I was like, whoa, this has not happened before. Yeah, cool. I, it was, it was like I don't crazy. Hate to, I hate to say how entertaining it was. Yeah, no, no, it was no, profound I understand as well. Yeah, I like, yeah, wow, I understand a it's like a, it's like a real moment of, um, I think realizing, you know, when we talk about numbers and like stats and like, oh, the problem's this big and this many people are affected. When you're like in a moment like that and that happens, you actually, I think it really brings to life. You're like, oh, 
shit, this is really like, obviously I'm aware we're working this space, but it brings it right in front of you, literally, in front of your footsteps almost. Yeah. That, that this is such a... Dialed into like a reality of it. Yeah, it yeah. was just, and you know, because I, I remember him kind of walking over and he was, he was very, yeah, what did he look faced. like? He was, uh, so he was kind of like slightly shorter than me. He sort uh-huh. of thir- looked to be about 30-ish. I do wonder if he's listened to the episode because we told him obviously about it. But yeah, um, yeah probably about thir- maybe 30-ish. Um, just looked like us, like normal guy really. And just really pale, but really looked in shock. And you know, you someone walks over and you think like, you think, um, oh gosh, something's going to be like something, like something, I don't know what was going to happen, but I knew that something was going to happen. Does that make yeah. sense? And then he kind of just walked into the middle of us and just said what he said. He's like, oh, I've just lost my best friend last night. And it's like, what? And obviously three dads were standing there and they just, everyone turned. We were like, oh God, it was, yeah, it was a crazy was, moment. Well then also like, um, it was like a real life enactment of a lot of what they were talking about, about them being a sort of community together and finding yeah. being in a group sharing the same experience was healing. Yeah. Um, and to see that played out in real life and see how I think the three dads were like, okay, I'm a, I'm a useful person here yeah. was awesome. It was great. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's and, and often when you realize that other people have experienced that loss or, or challenges, then I think that that is such a, it doesn't, it's not going to be any, any way validation of what you're going through, but there is some sense of like, okay, I'm not, not the, it's a comfort in some ways, not the only person to go through. I mean, don't get wrong, I don't want anyone else's example to have gone through breathing through suicide or death. You don't want that on anyone, but there is some sense of oddly comfort in the knowledge that other people have trodden that path or are doing that. Yeah. And therefore there is, gives you kind of hope. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it gives a, it, to me, it gives a weighted balance. Like um, sometimes, sometimes, Sometimes it doesn't help. Yeah. It's just like, no, I'm alone in this feeling. Yeah. And it d- doesn't matter if someone says, I yeah, know how sure. you feel. Yeah. But th- there is so much balance when yeah. your brain sort of comprehends, well, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. You know, there are, we all are going to face our maker and all of us are going to mostly have to deal with losing someone before we yeah. go ourselves. Before, before even we think it's our time. Well, mate, yeah. if it's all right with you, that's what a way, that's a really profound way to start the episode, if you're happy with what we've talked we about. Okay. Are you happy with that? Are yeah, we happy I'm to fine. keep Happy I'm... to keep what we just said? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wicked. Awesome. Well, I mean, as I said, like, it's, it's surreal to me that having grown up listening to your music, to, to, to you say that you've listened to, yeah, episodes of the Stompcast and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's just, yeah. Wow, yeah, no, I think, I think I've listened Thank to you. six of your guests before. Um, Sonny J, Spencer. Yeah, I could name more. Other three dads. Yeah, the three um, dads that we were just talking about. Yeah, nine eleven episode in New York. Oh yeah, with my with Adam, my friend. Oh my god, he's gonna love that when I tell him <laughs> that. You know that he's gonna absolutely love that. He um, was so nervous before doing that episode. Yeah, I think so. I think has he not done anything like, you know, you've you've kind of throughout your life, I guess, been very front facing what you're seeing and what you're doing. And I kind of know what he means because I kind of, I was like 27 before, like I had like 200 followers on Instagram. I was not like in the public eye. Yeah. So there's a very weird, it takes some adjusting to, doesn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I mean, when you cast yourself back, like, because um, I understand you audi- you applied for audition with Wanted, didn't you? And there was that and there was this, that and also, <laughs> This, I believe a circus, uh, was yeah, a circus right. as well, yeah. which I really got to hear about. Um, I mean, when you cast yourself back to that, was it like, did you also find it a bit crazy going from, you know, perhaps, you know, a life outside of the eye into the public eye? And yeah, tell us the story. You must tell us a story about your auditions. Maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah, well, at the go. beginning, I guess. Um, so 
I feel like overall, nothing ever felt like, wow, what a uh, life transforming moment. There were just incremental moments that mm. were like quite bizarre. And um, music coming out was always a big one. But anyway, to go to the beginning, I think uh, I'd left college. I went to performing arts college. My amazing mum and dad remortgaged the house, got me into performing wow. arts college. Very, wow. very lucky boy. And um, I was Googling auditions. I'd graduated, moved back in with my mum and dad from Nottingham to my hometown of Newark. And there's, I think there was an online version of the stage newspaper. The stage newspaper being where uh, actors and singers, musicians, dancers look for, you know, the news of the week or whatever it is. So uh, at the time, our management company and label put out a audition for male singers. I got on a uh, train from Newark Castle Station down to King's Cross, did my audition and it went well. And I went home, did a few more auditions in the interim. One was a circus and there was another one. Oh yeah, it was a, a German version of fame that would tour Germany. So uh, the, the circus audition, to paint you a picture, was they brought in dancers and I was gonna be mostly doing uh, like mime dance physical stuff yeah, yeah. but I was also checked the box no I have no gymnastic experience yeah so they were going to teach us they did teach us a bit of juggling and they were like okay this will eventually be on fire very exciting fortunately didn't make it um, so you actually went along and had to do you had to basically have you did you have a go with the juggling that you went along yeah, to so they had, audition you they had, had um, they had it was not just balls it was those sort of like long batons yeah and you know we all have a go and um so imagine fun. that you were absolutely ridiculously amazing Just at it naturally. Dr. Walker. Your life would have been so <laughs> well, it would have been really good at juggling though. It would have been yeah, you'd been damn good at juggling. <laughs> well, arguably given all the different things you're doing now, maybe you are good at juggling in a different way. <laughs> but yeah, that that's such a funny thought. But don't you find that an odd, really odd um, thing that life is constantly that like left and right? It's I mean often it's not yeah, it's not as simple as that. There's often multiple things that are going on at once. But don't you find that unusual how, you know, you could easily I have either not read um, well, either of the uh, uh, audition opportunities and so on, or not auditioned or not turned up or something yeah. happens or you miss a train, or yeah, or you turn up and it was a different um, skill you had to do and suddenly they're like, oh no, you can really, you can really pick this up. Yeah. It's such an, isn't it an odd thought that that would change everything, that everything would change in your life? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many moments in everyone's life where you think, okay, that was a principal moment where if I turned left, I would have never met this person or I would have never got that job or whatever it is. And when, I mean, no one's really born in a boy band, right? No mm. one's born a doctor. Mm. You, you take, mm. you know, you take a step and see how far it takes you. But yeah, it's weird. Quite fun to think about, especially if you're happy where you are and not good. Yeah, uh, that's true. But it's, it's, it's also, I guess, important to, 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 to remember that sometimes those kind of difficult moments or those what ifs, then potentially even those moments lead you to things that are maybe a profound or experiences in your life that you wouldn't have had. I guess like how like failures or whatever can lead you to something else. Yeah. I mean, I definitely reflect on my life so many times where I've gone for something or tried to do something that's failed, but then, yeah, I never would have had the opportunity for something else if that it hadn't been for, I guess, that, you know, that yeah. moment. Well, listen, we dived straight in. Um, well, I hope everyone's well. I'm happy stomping wherever you are. Um, it is a very, uh, it's a very uh, wintry day, isn't it? We've got the leaves on the ground. We're very lucky that we've got some lovely sunshine. It was raining this morning, but you yeah. brought the sunshine with you. Are you, a, uh, are you a stomper? Are you a person that likes to get out for a little walk? I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a stomper. I, uh, I woke up this morning and it was absolutely 
Like, <laughs> were you worried? You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I did think that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I live, I've lived in uh, Los Angeles for the past six mm. years, mm -hmm. and all my stomps are uh, a bit hikey. So not as beautiful and green as, as this. And actually, I really do miss that, how like green it gets here. Yeah. But yeah, lots of like dusty hills and um, nice views of the city from where, where I hike. Yeah. There's a few that I do. There's one called Runyon Canyon, beautiful. Fryman Canyon, gorgeous. Um, yeah, I like sort of getting myself out of puff and... Getting out there. Yeah. Different yeah. temperatures out there, I'd imagine that, right? Yeah, well, they're consistently quite hot. It's pretty warm up Different there. from here, yeah. But like do, you wear your S do you get your times. SPF? Get the old Yeah, I'm really SPF here. Yeah. Are you looking at how pale I am? No, I'm, I'm actually just, just double checking, <laughs> just double checking your gear for. I actually wear uh, SPF, well, because unfortunately my skin does burn very easily, so I wear um, 50 all year round. Like, even in the winters, just get it on, just protect that skin, you know? Yeah. But I guess in LA it's probably more of a challenge. What's the, um, I've never actually been, Do, is it true about the traffic? Is the traffic as bad out there as, as people say? You know, it's very funny, or maybe not funny, interesting. Mm. My bandmate and me, Siva, were in the car this morning, mm. and... Uh, we were talking about how much London traffic annoys him. And then we had a little debate and I, I prefer London traffic over LA traffic because London traffic is like sort of aggressive okay. and you have to make choices <laughs> and go left and right. And you're like, these yeah. streets are too small. Uh, this is stressful, but you're also in like a beautiful city that is, yeah. you know, especially when you've been in LA for a while, you get kind of, you get, to, you get quite blind to how yeah. sterile LA is. Mm. And when you come back here, you go, wow, like that bank is beautiful, that bookshop is beautiful. So anyway, what I'm saying is the it, traffic here is, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Whereas LA traffic is just like nine lanes of very sunny, but dusty, dry. And I'm like, I am pretty pale. I don't like when the sun's on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I much prefer you know, maybe you are standstill here, but you're also mm. making lots of turns and trying other mm. roads. LA is just like a soul-crushing, dry... I hope I painted the picture. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're I'm, I'm, I'm are you, are you, Does that mean you're... Does that mean you... Well, will you come maybe in the next six years? Are you thinking of moving back here? Do you see life... Uh, stay, do, you, do you see yourself staying out there? Uh, no, I, I think I, when I moved there, I always felt like, oh, cool, this is going to be a chapter of my life. Mm. I really do enjoy being in California. Like, it's... If anyone's ever, who, who hasn't traveled over there um, and you go, don't really worry about LA. Go to California and see all the, like the amazing other cities that are there and the nature, it's gorgeous. LA is just where like music people are and. Is it for music purposes that like not you need to be there, but is that the focus? Is that, like, why, because I always hear like LA is kind of synonymous, I guess, with the music industry and, and that space. What, why do people, someone completely outside of it why yeah. do people culminate in that space is it kind of creativity is it the studio like what is it that brings everyone to that place i think it's mostly function i think most people are going because uh they feel that their opportunities are going to be there whether it's music or movies or yeah. i feel like that's the main reason that people go because if you wanted a beautiful sunny beach you know we can we can find them here in europe too you know uh, i think it's just career driven and that's maybe why it felt temporary to me but I haven't worked there for years, but I think after the band finished, um, we just toured America and we've been there for so long. And I have quite like um, deep roots there, of, you know, like a lot of friends and my people, a lot of my people were there, excluding my family and friends here, you know. You kind of, you mean like almost like a chosen family there? Yeah, definitely. So, so at the end of the band, I think I was just really tempted by 
by not having to be home and then answer the immediate question of what you're going to do next. And so I just, uh, 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 me, Siva and Max all did that. Um, and I just think that if I'm honest with myself, it was because I don't want to be home and then go and be like, okay, so what are you going to do today? Like, what's the big plan? And so I needed time to just probably lick my wounds a bit somewhere. But I, I love it there. But I just know that, you know, I work here and travel back here for work. You know, I want to raise kids here one day. So, yeah, I'll be back. When you say lick, lick your wounds, what do, you, what do you mean? Well, I think, like, at the end of the group, um, it wasn't just one of those where we all sort of shake hands and go, oh, um, what's the word? Is everyone kind of, you know, do you want a pause? How's everyone feeling? It was, um, we were exhausted. Mm. And I'm glad that we ended when we did. Mm. And I think then, in the way that we broke up, mm. we had lots of lost friendship. Yeah. We stayed friends and we stayed civil, yeah. but because it was led not by the, a group chat, mm. but by people already sort of, you know, Going laying their the foundations yeah. for new things and maybe not always being open, that kind of stings. Mm. Um, but I think most of us would agree, I think all of us would agree, mm-hmm. that all of us um, could have been maybe better brothers at that mm. time. And all of us played a really equal role I would say a very, very similar role in, it was probably time for us to be done. Mm. We weren't working well together. Mm. And, you know, we did a lot of growing up after. Mm. We did a lot of growing up together, but I think we needed it. Well, you went through such a, like a, like in like, I guess people use formative years as quite like young years, but I guess in quite, you know, establishing kind of years of your life, you went through like a lot together, didn't you? You kind of like, you grow up together, you go from, you know, you, you said, you know, you're saying about, going from potentially juggling and working in a like circus acts or works, whatever it might be. But then obviously everything that led on from that, you know, the kind of, the kind of boom that did happen and the years of, of kind of traveling, gigging, performing, recording and all those things, those experiences, I guess, you shared together. And, and it's, it's one of those, um, you're kind of listening, it just reminds you of that kind of saying that like, like nothing, or I don't know how, quite how it goes, but you know that kind of thing of like nothing stays the same. Everything's always changing, isn't it? And it's kind of like, even when we don't want things to change sometimes, or perhaps we think we don't, but change is inevitable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's true. Did you, at the time, was there like a, did you feel like, okay, maybe perhaps, yeah, I guess perhaps change is coming, that's, that's part of life now? Yeah, I think, well, you know, if every life is in chapters, you yeah. know, unless you're, you find your vocation, you know, straight out of school or, or the womb, mm. you know, you're going to go through those big changes. And, you know, a lot of people find their, friends for life at university or maybe it is your child of friends um, and you know we did five years six, I get almost six years you know having really really what we felt were really unique experiences together and so in some ways the people that you shared your life with and it's not just the other four lads it was also like our family our team around us um, you feel like oh they'll they're the only ones that will ever really understand how it felt on that day when this crazy amazing thing happened and then there was a massive hut in the hotel and then this person missed the plane you know like because you have those shared experiences with this specific group of people and then also in some ways like your life does change quite a lot when you become like a well-known music group or person whatever um it's just yeah you just feel like you, you don't just like change into a new bit of career you're changing into your life who you live with who you share your life with is it's hard to change that. But I'm you, really used to it now. You like used, to doing, ch- used to change. Yeah, doing, doing, 
Oh, with, with the booklet, which with the, with the well, <laughs> I mean, there's a uh, it's multi hyphenate is the word that oh, I've yeah, learned today. Nice it's a very clever word that I learned uh, today. But I mean, we, we're going to delve into the kind of multiple. Th- Interesting, you do multiple things, but I think there's one kind of thread that I think falls through that I'm just observing from distance. I've got a theory, so right. we'll dive into my theory into the next in the next part two. Actually, <laughs> we're going to talk about um, uh, your, your your book. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you, so you kind of, we've kind of naturally, naturally captured, I guess, an outline of, of that time. So kind of, well, we started with, with auditions and then, I guess, you know, parting of ways and then, you know, it's led to where you are now in LA. If you kind of reflect across, I guess, the years as with the band and, you know, the experience you had, what would you say, like, the key big lessons you take away from that time? But also just, like, what are the biggest highs? You know, often I think we do reflect and sometimes we look back and think, oh, gosh, this, what if, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, what were the kind of big lessons, but also the, you know, the big, like, ah, oh, do you know what? Like, I'm proud of myself. I, yeah. I, you know, that was an amazing time. Yeah, okay. Well, I think, what are my really joyful moments? Well, like, with the boys... Some of my favourite memories, and not the favourite, but some of my favourite. I, I really fondly think back about when we were first getting together. Mm. And we really were, like, um, even right to the end when we, you know, were going on different paths and we were arguing or whatever. We also still were still hugging each other and saying, you know, love you, good luck, all the rest of it. But at the start, we were so innocent and naive and um, probably a little bit piss takers. In in, like, uh, we thought we won the lottery. Yeah. We didn't think that we had just got a job, yeah. you know. So we were just, um, we weren't even out yet. We were doing things like school tours. And if you don't know, if you've never seen a weird boy band come to your primary school and sing, because my school never had anything like that. Yeah. Doing it as an 18 year old and going in at seven in the morning and singing like club tracks (laughs) in front of five year olds or 10 year olds. It was so weird. <laughs> and we were just there t- trying to tell our family, no, this is going to be big. I'm telling you, this yeah. feels really proper. It's a yeah. really proper record label. Yeah, yeah. My brother's saying, don't do the band one. Do the German fame tour, <laughs> you know? And you just, life was so odd. Yeah. And then at the end of oh, the day, so we'd funny. go and do like a club. Oh my yeah. God, the club gigs. Yeah. We'd go and sing five dudes. They'd turn off the, off the um, DJ set. Yeah. And we'd sing like two unreleased tracks. Yeah. And you know, like... <laughs> People will be throwing bottles and they're just people like, just part of the fuck it. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like listening yeah. to so much of your podcast. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, they're like, just put the fucking music back on. Like, why are they here? 
Um, and we, we hated some of that, but yeah. we cringed and died laughing. Yeah, yeah. And we'd like run back in the van and we'd have a tour. We had That's a tour amazing. manager. Having a tour manager was so exciting. And we had great uh, tour managers that were like just really disillusioned men that were like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> it was so much fun. I felt like we were um, like a little motley crew. That sounds like an amazing time. You well, know, that was the my time you've got to think, wow, yeah. You know, um, did yeah. you travel to uni or did everything uh, shift? So I, I came, I, I, I'm from West Wales. I went to uni kind of Exeter and uh, Plymouth way. So yeah, I right. kind of moved, yeah, moved away. Did you like have a bit of a mob feeling? Yeah, I, I think I think you just have like you create like a bit of a crew, a bit of a family yeah. thing. You go That's there, it. like there's like your new people, and you kind of like, yeah, it is a bit like that. You have this new group of friends, don't you? And all that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's Gosh. exciting. It's an exciting time, yeah. isn't it? So that so that was probably quite different to performing to thousands and thousands of people. You know, a short time later. Yeah. What was the What was the timeline between like that experience there? So you take yourself back to one of the school tours. Yes. To then not having bottles thrown at you from five <laughs> blokes in a pub. To, <laughs> to, You're right. It was five. Yeah, we had yeah, so, no. there. <laughs> so yeah, what was the kind of timeline? Because that that must have been that must have been a bit of a crazy experience going from this. We're like, ah, let's see how it goes. To oh, okay, actually, shit. This is now. This is real. Kind yeah. Of thing. So I think all in all. Um, not including like however long the audition process was. I think it was a year. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a while to record an album. And so that, my very first flight abroad was mm. with the boys. And that was exciting. And I remember mm. like strongly feeling, they were like filming me mm. as we were flying because I'm a bit of a wimp. Mm. And they thought I was going to be terrified of flying. And I sat there, I was determined. Oh no, this is great. Like, I love it. Um, like we did all this stuff that no one really saw, yeah. but it was so fun. Yeah. And going recording music. I'd never been in a recording studio before. And it was like this playground. And then you, you listen to each other sing and you get all the, oh, that was good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or like probably put you on the verse thing because the chorus is too high, yeah. all that stuff. Um, it was about a year of that. That and sounds then, terrifying to me, by the way. <laughs> it's it the same God. space though. If you, yeah, like yeah, sure. All those four boys yeah. are like, they're good, lovely boys, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you've like fluffed up, even we fluffed up live so much like if you ever go back and listen to some of the early wanted performances like you just think these people cannot sing a note <laughs> but to be fair like trying to god trying to like go on stage and do that i've, I've said the biggest things that would scare me yeah be singing singing in front of people i tried to do some singing lessons recently because i really like to learn to sing and i've never ever i don't think in my life been more nervous than when my singing teacher she was such like you're trembling i was like i know i'm literally like of all the things i've done i've never been more nervous so for me I don't know it's like a fear the thought of singing on stage I know it's probably quite different when you can sing <laughs> that probably <laughs> is a crucial bit that does help but it is such a, a scary thing like, I just can't imagine doing it like, can I tell you that. are you carrying on well, the singing lessons. Are you still doing it? Um, I've done like I've done like was it six or seven and I, I kind of I've paused for a moment I'm a bit like I was, I what are know. you currently getting out of it or, or in your last lesson, why did you stop? Sorry to interrupt. You. I um, why did I stop? I think I think I just kind of thought, oh my god, like this is too scary. I'm getting really nervous about it each week, and yeah, I think it was getting in my head a little bit too much to be honest. Because I kind of enjoyed it once I settled in, yeah, and tried. So when I when the uh, group disbanded, and then I started doing musicals. Mm. So I trained in musical theatre, and that's what I felt like I was good at. But by the time I'd finished, just sort of singing as loudly and raucously. Yeah or as uh, like technically imperfect because I thought it sounded cool. I had to kind of relearn it all. And I went and did like a bunch of singing lessons to get my voice back where mm. it should be. And uh, my first musical, I was in Ireland doing like previews or something, something like that. Mm. And uh, my voice was gone. I went to go and get singing lessons 
And during my singing lesson, the, the, the woman manipulated my throat a little and like, moved my larynx up and down and just trying to loosen me up. And I just broke down into tears. And I've since had a, wow. quite a few singing lessons with um, like vocal coaches. And I've got this really awesome, interesting vocal co coach called Stephen, who's saying a lot of, you know, you hold tension in so many different places. And, you know, he, he has a theory that kids in the UK, or lots of places, get told to shut up and be quiet and stop crying and all of that. And a lot of tension can be in, you know, in your throat. And for me, that was, a, that was a moment that I feel like I was maybe holding emotional tension there. And I was, I'm basically, I was shit scared of going on stage on my own, not singing the wanted songs, trying to, trying to do an American accent and, and be judged by other really professional musical theater people. And she just rubbed my throat around. I was like, oh! oh and gosh, um, yeah. so it kind of, that almost that moment, it kind of brought everything out then. You, exactly. I mean, you were trapped within you, you just kind of released it all. It was a physical release, wow. but I feel like singing is a, singing is an expression, right? And uh, the meaning mm -hmm. is in the lyrics. Yeah. What you're saying is entirely in the lyrics, but the emotion is in the melody. You can have a major chord that uplifts you, a yeah. minor chord that makes you feel morose. Every, you know, our accents are a melody. So if you're having sing lessons and feeling scared about it, I feel like that's the sort of tense muscle that you need to wobble. It's not necessarily that you're going to be working on being, becoming a brilliant singer. Yeah. You're just going to like, be like, why is that a tender muscle? Why am I scared? So true. See what's at the end of the scared. That's so true. So I need to kind of work, try again and work through it. You don't need to. I'm just suggestion. I, just, I think it's a strong suggestion. Do whatever suggestion. you like. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're right there. I think there's that kind of, I don't know. I, I carry a lot of tension in my, yeah, my shoulders as well and my kind of neck and stuff like that. So perhaps all of that is like, like you say, you're almost like opening a, a wound almost or like you're, you're bringing attention to something, aren't you? And then you're like, oh God, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting experience. I think it's a good way to build confidence though, isn't it? Even if you can't sing, it's to try and do lessons and try and learn. It's a great way to build some confidence out of thoughts. Yeah, to follow the scary stuff. Well, do the scary stuff. If we're following the scary stuff. Well, I think that brings us to the end of uh, part one. Gosh, we covered quite a lot though. We covered a lot of ground actually. So thank you so much for, for sharing. So, that, so we're going to say that one of our lessons then, is it, one of our lessons there was, is definitely about, um, you know, kind of, you know, being in that moment and I guess recognizing uh, that, yeah, you're kind of nervous or worried about something and overcoming that, overcoming that fear perhaps. Yeah. And then high of, do you know what, life doesn't need to be taken too seriously. Enjoy yourself with your mates, even if it is with five blokes watching. <laughs> <laughs> or less. Sometimes there are more people on stage than off. Or less, or less. Well, thank you so much. Right, guys, we'll see you in uh, part two of uh, the Stompcast, where we're going to be talking about multi-hyphenate living and we're going to be talking about a new book. See you soon. 